Because Zach's like, hey, guys, uh, anybody drinking this week? I got a whole bunch of beers to taste. Yeah. He didn't text us about other stuff. He said, hey, I got a whole lot of beers to drink. Are y'all free? Yeah. We're, like, yeah, we're free right now. As, as a matter, matter of fact, yeah. Corey's like, I'm free today. That's like how you kidnap grown men. Just be like, hey, I got a bunch of beers. Not like the candy in the van. Act like the ice cream man. Yeah, it was like exactly. perfect. Perfect time. And you know how we do. We ain't just having a podcast to tell stories. We're drinking beer, too. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Red. It's got to be red. We on now, though. I should know that by now. Yeah, I know. How many times have you, this is your first time? Your version? Like 43. Any old ways. What's up, bro? Hey, Corey. Been what, a minute. What's going on, brother? I don't know. I mean, we were just talking about this. I feel like I ain't seen you in four months. I think it's been like a week and a half, but it seems that way. Well, the, that's because you and I being best friends and all, and me, you, and Zach, and everybody else always hanging out all the time. It's hard to go a few days missing everybody. We like skipped a whole weekend. It's, and been, a whole it's week. been a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's That's very weird. That's a long weird. time not to see people you see all the time. Yep, so we back on the podcast. We've got a, a ton of stuff to talk about. This may have to be like a two-parter or like have we had a, a ton of stuff to session. talk about last time, right? We did. Yeah. But now we have a whole more whole new plethora of things to talk about, if you will. We do. I we, will. I figured We must would. not be doing them often enough. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we used to do it once a week. Now we're kind of like every other week. But, but that's because we've been so dang busy. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're here again, so let's talk it out. But first, some little introductions. So, of course, it's me, you know, E-Rock, whatever. You already know Corey's there. C- you might have recognized, recognized that little pretty voice in the background. She-Rock, what's up, girl? Hi. And then, of course, the one and only, the myth, the legend, young Zachariah. What's happening? So, of course, uh, me and Corey, we're going to do a little debrief on the last week that we had because we got all kind of cool stories to talk about. And then Zach wound up texting us about some other stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, let's get Zach over here, too, because Zach's like, hey, guys, uh, anybody drinking this week? I got a whole bunch of beers to taste. Yeah. He didn't text us about other stuff. He said, hey, I got a whole lot of beers to drink. Are y'all free? Yeah. We're, like, yeah, we're free right now. As, as a matter, matter of fact, fact, yeah. Corey's like, I'm free today. That's like how you kidnap grown men. Just be like, hey, I got a bunch of beer. Not like the candy in the van. Act like the ice cream man. Yeah, it was like exactly. perfect. It's perfect time. And you yeah. know how we do. We ain't just having a podcast and tell stories. We drinking beer, too. Yep. So, of course, we have uh, this, the three of us, and then we figured, well, we got four mics, so let's bring Nicole in. Because it's always funny to get her to taste beers that she don't like because she's a soldier. She's going to try them even though she knows that she don't like them. And it's funny to see her expressions and her responses. So why not? I bet you she is not going to not like this one. I feel like I'm going to like this Wait, one. Wait, she's already decided. It's she's already, not going to not like this one? Right. Yeah, yeah that was she's a double negative. Like that's, that's a double negative. So you're saying that she is going to like yeah, this bro, one? Yeah, bro. Two negatives can, make a positive. Yeah. I'm good at math. The can itself is super cute. So and, and I'll be mad if it tastes like poop. From her just saying that, everybody already knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody listens to this podcast, I'll give you two seconds to decide on what beer this is based on the fact that it's got a pretty label. Yep, you guessed it. It's a pontoon. <laughs> Dude, this is what I'm on. I, I, how did they get away with this? I mean, so so I'm just going to explain the can to you. I'll tell you the name of it. It's the awesome looking can, right? And we, we, we know pontoons got great artwork and they always do plays on movies and stuff like Step Brothers. This one is called The Great Pumpkin Spice. 
And, of course, got their main character, the otter, who's on every one of their cans. But it's a whole freaking Charlie Brown Halloween scene on here. And um, Well, it's from the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Right. The right? Great, yeah, the Great Pumpkin. I'm hoping our audience made that yeah. connection. Oh, the, just the Great Pumpkin, yeah. something like that. It's something yeah. like that. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, you know, it's funny because I asked, I talked to the owner of Spindle Tap because he had a bunch of cans like that. Where the one in particular, yeah. like the yeah. Heavy Hands, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And I asked him, hey, how do you get away with that? Like, what is this all copyrighted? I mean, what if Nintendo calls and he was like, they ain't never going to call me. I was like, oh, you probably got a point. Yeah. And then he said, well, even if they do send me a cease and desist letter, then I'll just stop making a can. But until then, I right. it. Yeah. But this one is, is is I mean, it's a giant pumpkin patch. And you got all the characters from Charlie Brown in, in, in here. Um, great pumpkin spice. It's an imperial brown ale, which is not one that, I don't know if we've ever had an Imperial Brown, maybe one or two, um, but not very often. So um, it's an Imperial Brown Ale with pumpkin, pumpkin, cinnamon, pumpkin spice, vanilla, and hold on to your booty holes, lactose. Or maybe just me. Okay, yeah. Just definitely just you, but go ahead and pour that up. I feel like this is like a basic bitch beer. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. It's the, the pumpkin spice immediately yeah. makes me think of Starbucks Seven and basic inch. bitches. Yeah. But hey, look, we love basic bitches too. Pumpkin spice, everything. Yeah. It's definitely dark. It's a brown ale. Nicole, you like brown ales? No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what Nicole says like about Coke. this one. It does. I was just <laughs> thinking that. It, lo- it does. It's got a lot of bubbles in it, got a lot of carbonation. Have you ever had Newcastle? I have burgers. No, no, that's not new. That's just Castle Burger. No, that's new White Castle. Castle. White Castle. That's dummy. White Castle. New Castle oh. is a brown ale. Y'all tasted it already? Yeah, I, I did, but I'm not Newcastle. saying anything. I want you to give your first impression of what you think, Nicole. That's actually pretty good. I know what I told it's you. It's very good, actually. I'm impressed. Well, so, I mean, you can't be. Look, look, just put it in perspective. You can't be shitty at everything. Well, I don't know, Corey. <laughs> yes, yes, I know some can. people. You yeah, have, you can. You come can. on. I'm if you do enough different things, you have to do something right. I'm disappointed that this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because when I saw I, just I, in my mind, this was going to be awful. Come on, Pontoon. What are you yeah. doing? He's like, this can is super cute. This beer is going to taste like shit. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. And then so you it, throw the pumpkin spice in, there ain't no way. It kind of messes with our theory that the better the label, the shittier the beer this one's kind of throwing a monkey wrench in a plan, but I guess that they're going to have to do that in order to keep us coming keep back. You right? all, well, yeah. and to keep you off the trail. That's well, it. But I mean, like I said before, even this, with all the shitty beers, I'm a, a fan of pontoon and they get me every time. This is an exception. It's a holiday yeah. brew. So it's, you know, it's like one of those special ones. Limited release. They decided to make the can and the beer awesome. I wouldn't say this is awesome. In yeah. pontoon's perspectives. Compared to other pontoons. Compared to other pontoons. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just had a thought. One day we're going to have to go down to Georgia because I believe that's where this is. (laughs) Yeah, we said that before. And we need to go and talk to the owner and say, hey, look, this is going to be an interesting conversation, but you have the best worst beer I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We we need to be friends because we're such a huge fan of pontoon for the weirdest reasons. And I want to just, I want to have you on a podcast that, that needs to happen. So we go to Atlanta for a saints game and bring the podcast equipment. Oh Lord. I don't know about that. I'm so scared of going to Atlanta saints game in Atlanta. um, True. You might get myrtle. They hate us and wearing Atlanta shirt us. 
Atlanta sucks though. Like the city itself is sucky. Oh, I thought you meant the team. I was just saying. Oh, Saints, I mean, I don't know. About Saints are right up there. But the city is sucky. Well, let me and tell you New something. Orleans ain't no treat either. Corey, not going there let me tell you a little something. We actually do need to go to Atlanta, but it's not for what you think. Let me explain to you why. So one of the things we're going to talk about in a little bit, and we'll get into that later, is this past weekend we went to Orlando to the Flamingo Invitational. It's like a big old creator uh, golf thing where I got invited to, and it was just a blast. Anyway, met a ton of new people. The very first day that we were out there on the golf course, I met a guy. His name is Autry, like Gene Autry, Mm -hmm. but just Autry, no Gene. Dude was walking around filming like the whole day. He had this freaking Transformers type camera on. It had a, a, it was almost like a backpack or like a big old waist strap with this giant arm that came from behind his head over his head with a rope in front of his face that held this camera. Now this camera had like two pistol grips on it, almost like you were akimbo, just two pistol grips on the side of this. And it was one of those, it's called a red camera, which probably cost like $50 million. I don't even know. Had like a, a big old cover for to prevent the shade. It's this super awesome professional camera. I was just impressed. And he's walking all over a place and the little armature thing is holding the camera so it doesn't like weigh anything in his hands and he's just moving it around. So I was so fascinated by it that I went to go talk to him and I was like, man, what in the world? So we got to talking and all. We kind of, you know, formed a little bond, a little relationship. We were talking about a bunch of stuff. Come to find out uh, he's real big into video, videography, obviously. He started his own business. He's trying to get his name out. He's trying to get this, trying to get that. And uh, I just wound up talking to him. I was like, man, you know, me and my boys, we've been looking to do a lot of this stuff for a long time, but we don't have any videographers. You know, we're kind of, you know, if you're looking to get your feet off the ground and we're looking to find a videographer and, you know, maybe we can do a little something. So he was kind of like, well, man, that might be a good idea. So I started talking to him, not just golf, but even if you came down to South Louisiana, fishing, bow fishing, hunting, like filming everything for you to get your stuff out, we could just be the guinea pigs and we can just do all the stuff and you can video us. He's like, bro, I really like that idea. So he lives in or around Atlanta. And that was one of the things we talked about is just staying in touch, maybe eventually working together He's down, I'm down, we all down. So we may have to go make a trip to Atlanta one day, play some golf, do some stuff, and then say, go to Pontoon. Bet they got some good golf courses around there. Oh, for sure. For well, sure. Augusta's not that far. Well, that's we not going to happen. <laughs> hey, you, you can know dream somebody? Though, right? yeah. No, I don't. I Maybe don't. Audrey knows somebody. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to find out. But he's definitely a good contact to make. It was, uh, And it, look, the dude was like cool as the other side of the pillow. So I do have an employee who says he has an in to augusta really i don't Check believe him well but we can test it out there's one way to find out i can tell you the city of augusta like that area it's just phenomenal like the, the whole experience when we were there where is that as opposed to atlanta i guess it is northeast i would imagine because it borders that little area the savannah river splits it and then on the other side of the river is south carolina oh okay so it's way up there yeah yeah, it's, it's a little hike. Okay. So anyway, this beer was a success. Congratulations, Pontoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be on to the next one in just a minute. Nicola, why are you taking it easy over there? What's, what's going on? What's going on? It makes my belly full. Well, yeah, that's the thing. 
I'll tell you what, the can is always is a, is a success. Yep. I don't taste a lot of pumpkin. I don't taste I pumpkin. I don't eat. I don't take pump, whatever you call it. I don't taste any pumpkin at all yeah. either. Mm. But what else? So one of the other things I wanted to talk about, Corey, mm-hmm. is you had quite the adventure this past week. I did. We can get my little story out of the way pretty quick. Yeah, I was a little jealous. I thought that was a pretty awesome thing cool, to go do. But bucket list type stuff because because I, I I hunt deer. I think we've talked about that on podcast before. Um, you know, I, I probably eight out of the thirteen people listening know that. Anyway, um, so deer hunter and everything, and I got an opportunity of a lifetime to go on an elk hunting trip in northern New Mexico this year. Been kind of planning it for a couple of years and with some some hunting buddies. And um almost in Colorado, like thirty minutes from the from the border, so in the mountains. We were actually on the Great Divide and um awesome trip, awesome sights. Took us eighteen hours to drive there. Um visit a brewery while I was there in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Um, and I did get a bull elk. And that sucker probably weighed, I don't know, 450 pounds or so. Not the hugest rack, but um, perfect size because I couldn't fit in something bigger than that in, in my house. But, uh, and, well, it's not going to the house anyway. It's going to camp. But, um, yeah, uh, cold, like in the 20s every morning or colder. Um, but, in the you know, in a day, in the daytime, it was in the 40s. I'm just wearing jogging pants and a T-shirt. You're out in the sun. Felt perfect. Um but uh, ended up killing a big old elk, brought a bunch of meat home, brought uh, uh, some antlers home to hang up on the wall at the camp. Um, went to a little brewery called Riff Raff in Pagosa Springs. Middle of the mall. And, huh? Riff Raff? You don't know Riff Raff? Oh, well, I know Riff Raff, the character, the guy. Go. Yeah. Pink okay. Panther. That's it, man. Yep. Don't worry about it, Corey. We'll, we'll yeah. school you later. I'm probably yeah. too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they're talking about either. Yeah. So. But, uh, had he, a couple of he likes to put Tony Sherrigan's on his on his got that Gucci can trap opener. <laughs> yeah, the only okay. thing about that is I'm, I'm way on close to the West Coast going to this brewery and I see a couple of descriptions of some IPAs that they have and it says hazy, juicy. That shit come out clearer than it looked like a mill light. Like they, oh, they call it hazy. I can't do those West Coast. They weren't terrible. They weren't terrible. Weren't real bitter West Coast um, IPAs like we've had before. But not like the ones we're used to, like what we like to drink. But um, but not not terrible. And the cool thing is that um, after we left that brewery, we're like, man, we ran out of bourbon. We need to go. We need to stop at the liquor store and get some liquor. And there was this little liquor store next door. And uh, walk in there, and real small owners at the counter. Well, lo and behold, left hand side of the store is all liquor, but the right hand side of the store is all craft beer and. Far be it for me to be in somewhere that has craft beer and not get something. So I started looking around, and I'm like, hey, man, can I break up some of these six-packs? Can I get some singles? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, here's a thing. Make your own six-pack. So um, make a few of them. And we're talking, and he's asking where we're from and everything and just bullshitting back and forth. And he says, yeah, we just started carrying Parish about a month ago, a month or two ago. Um, he said, we got Ghost in a Machine. And he said, but as soon as we get it, it sells out. I said, well, we got that. That's year-round down south. But right. uh, I said, that's cool. And um, so we're just talking about different beers and everything. And um, go to check out, and, and dude's like, hey, man, like like you got some secret. 
uh, you want some Pliny? And at first when he said that, I'm like, what's this dude talking about? I'm trying to say you the marijuana. No, no, huh? <laughs> and then I realized what he's talking about. And he's like, I got a couple bottles of Pliny the, Pliny the Elder in the back if you want something. I'm like, we, I know what that is. We can't get that stuff at home. It's like rare as hen's teeth. And uh, like, uh, dude, dude's like, I got a couple bottles. You want some? Wait I'm a like, minute. You mean hens don't have teeth? They're very rare. That's rare. And uh, so he was like, yeah. I said, okay, cool. So he goes in the back in this little dark room and comes out with two bottles of Pliny the Elder. Papa has talked about Pliny the Elder on this podcast when he was here. Kind of explained to us the birth of IPAs and the IPA of IPAs is Pliny the Elder. That's where it was, you know, pretty much born in America. They have the IPA of IPAs and it's Pliny the Elder. And it's a West Coast IPA. So I tried one that night and um, not at all what I expected it to be. I expected it to be really bitter, just want to spit out. And, and it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good, very smooth. So I have another one. We're going to have it on a, our, our maybe one of our next podcasts when we're pretty much dedicated to beer. Okay. But a very interesting trip, very fun. Got to see lots of snow, got to see lots of elk, mule deer, turkeys. It's like wild kingdom over there, man. So let's back up to the to the elk. What would you shoot it? Would you seven mag? Uh, 300 mag. Oh, 300 win mag. Yep. So how far out was it when you took a shot? He was only about 150 yards. So the thing about elk hunting, I, I whitetail hunt. You go in the morning, you sit in a stand, you sit there, and you, you wait for a deer to come out. Um, do the same thing in the evening. Elk hunting is not like that. So first morning, I don't know what to expect. Um, I've seen some videos of, oh, you glass, you look through your binoculars and everything, but I, I didn't know what we were doing. Dude pulls over on the side of the road, and we overlook in this valley, and it's probably two miles wide and a mile deep. He's like, yeah, property lines are there, there, there. Well, it's kind of dark. So just looking inside the truck, roll the window down, just looking with binoculars, and I see two of them down there, look like bulls, let's go. So we drive down there, I don't know, within maybe a 1,000 yards, get out the truck, and start walking towards them. And we're following this guide. Well, the ground is frozen, so every step we take is going, <laughs> they heard us. Um, so by the time we get close enough to where we can kind of look around some bushes and see them, they taken off running through the fields. Um, and it, it's the sun hadn't even come up yet. So we do a little bit of stalking and everything. We, we, we don't we don't come across anything. So he's like, all right, let's get back in the truck. We're going to go to the top of this mountain over there, and we're going to look over this entire valley and see if we can see where they went or where other ones went. Well, we saw them running away. They weren't big enough. For, uh, it wasn't something I wanted to shoot, but let's go see if we can see anything else. So we drive back. We go all the way to the top of this mountain. The guy I was hunting with had a cow tag, which is a female elk, and I had a bull tag, male elk. We we driving up to the top of this mountain where there's a cell tower, and as we get into the top, there's like 30 cow elk, and they just all scatter, all kind of different directions. And, um, well, like perfect opportunity, and I'm thinking, okay, how's that? They just all ran away. We scared them away. So the, the guide's like, all right, let's go over here. We kind of go just set up on the side of the mountain where they had just took off running down. Well, it goes down, I don't know, four, five, six hundred feet, and then it comes back up another mountain. And from where we were sitting directly across from us where the other mountain is, 
um, is only 317 yards. So they went all the way down. Like two minutes later, they back up on the other side, and he's mm-hmm. like, man, there you go. Pick the one you one you want. And uh, so he shot straight across um, and uh, got got his cow. Little ordeal to go get it because now it's 400 feet up the side. I was going to ask. We had yeah. to hike up there and drag it down, all that kind of stuff. But um, that was that one. That was Monday morning, first hunt the whole week. And we go um, Monday evening, Tuesday morning, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning. Really don't see a whole lot stalking. We did see a couple uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, we were hunting on the Great Divide, and the dude was like, I see some out there. They're going towards the refuge. We're going to have to go try and cut them off. Little did I know that, like, so it's 20 degrees. I got layers on, gun, backpack, boots, insulated socks, you know, long johns, all kind of stuff on because it's 19. Take off running pretty much. And, uh, like, a mile and a quarter later after <laughs> is when we stop. I'm like, <laughs> right, well, we're right. at 10,000 feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're I not can't breathing. breathe already. <laughs> no. Even if I was 10 feet from an elk when we stopped, I wouldn't have been able to shoot it. I could barely breathe. Um, and he's like, damn, they already made it to the refuge. So we got we sit there. I'm soaking wet, drenched in sweat, um, take off a couple layers, dry off, and then we've got to walk a mile and a half back to the truck. And that was a, That was the morning hunt, three-mile hike. At 10,000 feet. All right. Well, so before you go on to the finishing the story, let's go ahead and pour another beer. Yeah, let's beer do that. So I can sip on a little something, something while you I'm just going to reach in here and grab whatever. Yeah, go for it. Okay. First. Drum roll on the table. Bag. And Corey brings out. Oh, oh another, pontoon. another pontoon. What are the chances? <laughs> and it says, <laughs> we're going to need a bigger pontoon. Hazy IPA. And it's their their traditional otter character underwater like a shark. It's like Jaws. Yeah, and he's coming up, and there's a dude on a little pontoon boat with a lawn chair fishing. It's probably going to taste like booty hole. Oh, yes, definitely. Their IPAs hadn't been my favorite. Mm-mm. I don't remember having IPAs. We've had IPAs. We've had a couple. Yep. Yeah. The ones that I, I thought were decent were some of the Berliner Vice, but IPAs, We'll see. All right. Well, we's about to find out. Yep. Go ahead and pluralize that, and then you can start back on yeah. your story. So, um, we, you know, do all that stalking. I'm dead tired that that morning. Um, and the other thing is, we're we're kind of like halfway through the the week, right? It's Wednesday morning. Um, we're hunting through Friday. So I'm like, man, other people are killing elk and everything. I'm like, man, I gotta get on the ball. I gotta, if I'm gonna get something, we need to do it soon. We need to find one. Um, and there was a front coming through that night. It was going to snow, and the next morning, the temperatures were predicted to be like 8 degrees. Oof. I really didn't want to go out in 8-degree weather. But I didn't have high hopes for Wednesday afternoon because it was right before the front, and um, it was super windy, like 15, 20-mile-an-hour winds. All right. Well, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, watch you. While Corey was telling a story, you tasted it. Get on, it? Yeah, get on the. I wish this was video so people could see your face. The, yeah, she's laughing right now, holding her mouth because she just tried the IPA. Was Nicole, it great? Tell us your. Was it great? It tastes like raid. Raid. Like it's poison. Um, I actually is, like it. Is raid better or worse than booty holes? 
I don't know. It's like the mosquito man. You know the mosquito man that comes and see, like you're outside and you inhale whatever he's spraying. That's what that is. All right. Well, I just smelled it, and it smells like a cross between mosquito some kind of man. soap and cleaner. That's I get a lot of citrus, but citrus, it's poison. I smell citrus. I'm a little congested, but I smell citrus. Oh, your nose might be broken. It could be. Um, yeah. So I just tasted it. It's, it's bad. It's not great, but. And it's I don't like think that. it's terrible. I don't dislike it. Yeah. Oh. Probably won't buy it again. But yeah, not my favorite IPA. <laughs> we it's, never buy pontoons yeah. twice. Not it, the same one. It's actually least. it's got some kind of taste that I'm not used to in an IPA. It's poison. Poison. It's it's either raid or booty holes from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It's but poison. not. I mean, I'm not gonna spit it in the box. Well. Oh. Oh, oh, Maui's about barking at something. Okay, story oh, onward. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. So, so I have some friends, just like one or two, that have elk hunted before. And Wait a minute. You only have one you, or two friends? You have, you have other friends besides us? Yeah. Just, I'll be just a like yeah. one or two. Well, just though. one or two. God yeah. damn it. Well, it's like work people that I know, oh, right? Okay. Like not people that like you necessarily hang out with. I'll allow time, it. You know? And uh, what the guy was telling me was, so like he went, they got in the lottery. They were tent, uh, tent camping, hunting elk. And what they would do is like figure out which way the wind was blowing, mm-hmm. get on the opposite side, right. and then drop down like these cliff faces and drop down into the valley to hunt. Were y'all doing that to kind of try to avoid scent? Or y'all were just kind of like rolling around? So we were driving to wherever we would start hunting. And when we would get out of the truck, we we're already, we, we're checking the maps and the wind directions before. Yeah. Um, but we hunted in all, just about all valleys, except for that one top of the mountain hunt. It was at the bottom of the valleys because what they'll do is, so they bed down, uh, a lot of the times in all those piney trees and stuff in the mountains and they'll do that. Uh, so in the morning, then so, they feed all night, they'll feed all night and then, you know, into the morning. Really? So you catch them in the morning before they go back to bed. In that's the mountains, kinda, in the trees, that's a, right? That's really different. So they sleep all day in the in the trees in the mountains where you're not oh, going to get to them. So they're all teenagers, yeah. pretty much, okay. pretty much. And then basically, you catch them coming down out of the mountain in the evening to start feeding, and before they go to bed in the morning, that's when you catch them. Um, so yeah, we would drive to wherever and and drive within I don't know a thousand yards and then kind of hike. But in, in the mornings, you're glassing. You're looking for them in the binoculars. In the evening, you kind of get into a meadow or something like that, and you wait for them to come come down to you. Um, but uh, by the time Wednesday evening came around, there were a few people already killed. The guy that came with me, and he already had his cow, and um, there were some, some other guys. So they came, and they posted up all around this valley in the mountains, all with binoculars looking down on this valley. And, and it's probably two miles by three miles. And so then we go and sit in the meadow and we're waiting. And about 4.30, one of the guys, he was on that cell tower mountain again, but this was on the other side now of that mountain in a different meadow. And uh, he calls and he says, hey, there's a bull. It's in this field. And the guy's like, God's like, all right, let's go. So pack up our shit, run back to the truck, get in the truck, get out. And, and we sneaking up. Now, in the afternoon, the ground's all thawed out, so it's not crunchy anymore. It's soft, right. soft dirt, so you could sneak up. And um, we're kind of, you know, using the trees and the bushes to get around and um, looking for him. And he's like, yeah, he's in the middle of this, this field, and, you know, he's right there. And 
We're looking, we don't see him. We get a little bit closer. We look, we don't see him. Get a little bit closer. We're like, damn, he's either not here or what? And God texts again, yeah, he's right there. We don't see him. Well, from the angle we were at, he was kind of behind like a evergreen tree, a juniper tree or something like that. So all we could see, I finally looking up through binoculars, and I could see those horns coming like right behind a tree, up and down behind this tree. So I put my, my gun up, and I'm looking, and I see the horns in the head. And unfortunately, you just talked about the wind. At this point in time, we just got there and we snuck up. The wind is blowing at my back straight at this elk. And first of all, I want to see if it's something that I want to shoot. Is it a big enough bull that I want to shoot? Um, looked at it for a second, decided, yeah, it is, but I can't see any vitals to shoot or anything like that. The guy standing right there, he's like, if you're going to shoot it, you better do it now. He's going to wind us. And like all I can see is his head and neck. And right when I said that, he took one step out from behind that tree further, put his head down, grabbed some grass. He's eating. I can now I can see his front shoulder, and I got it right behind his front shoulder. He picks up his head and he goes, and he turns his head and looks straight at me in the face. And I I was like, he we busted now. So was, I mean, it was like all in one motion. He picked up his head, sniffed, looked at me, pow, and I shot. Oh, man. That's crazy. So when he took off running, and he was on the edge of some trees, he, he he turned around basically instantly, turned around, took off running back that direction. And I could see him through the trees running, and the guy's like, man, did you hit him? And I'm thinking, shot this 300 to 502 yards before, hit an 8-inch plate. We sighted it in the beginning of the week, did sight it in, just shoot to verify and some people they, they got 100 yard target 200 yard target 300 yard target and they let people shoot at whatever they want to make you feel comfortable and so that they know that your gun is on and um they're like well you can shoot in 100 yard you can go straight for the 300 yard there's some people that sat there for 45 minutes adjusting their guns and i'm like i know my gun's on i'm saying i'm going straight for the 300 yard one shot bing hit the 300 yards like all right you good so i was done sight i'm like i know i hit it well that's what you want to do right because i mean you got a cold boy shot you don't want to work up to it no you can't and so so i did it uh i said dude i know i hit him he's like man well the way he ran i didn't see him dude it, it did he's like gave me no indication well his phone rings the guy up on the mountain who saw him originally saw the whole thing and he, I could hear him on the phone, wasn't on speaker, but I could hear him. He was like, ah, oh, yeah, y'all got him. And the guy's like, oh, really? He's like, oh, yeah, he just ran around the corner and dropped. Well, they're telling us a story all week about two guys the previous week. One of them had to shoot 17 times to kill his elk. The other one had to shoot 15 times between two people, 32 shots to kill two elk. Did the they hell? Shoot, they, shoot with what? Their rifles? Yes. What the hell? The guy I was with five times to kill his. So we walk up to my. We, we just caught. We, we made the corner at the juniper tree. Zach, I have a feeling that he's building this up yeah, to say. Yeah, baby, you know it. You one know how many shot, times? One kill. One kill. shot, one kill. That's right, baby. I'm a goddamn sniper. Yeah, and so we, we made the corner, and, and it wasn't, you know, 75, 80 yards. We could see him walk straight up to him, and it wasn't, you know, a minute walk straight up to him and and the dude was like because you don't want them things to jump up and gorge you right in no. the gut with their antlers yeah they'd probably be a little pissed off if yeah, they were still alive i would think and you so. showed up 
So he poked it and it was it was dead. So yes, one shot, one kill. That's badass. So sniper. So I've got two questions. First one: Did you do all this research to figure out like how they fed and how they came down into the valley? No, they do explain. They, they told it to, it to me when yeah. you got there. Okay, because right. yeah. I was gonna be impressed if you did that all on your own. I wasn't no, sure. Bro. So he meant, to, he meant to say yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah, yeah. Look, oh, okay. I, I glad, watched some, I'm glad you did all that research. Corey. I watched some YouTube videos okay. before I all went right. to pump me up. But so my, that was it. My second question is: So, like, obviously, like this is a pretty big moment, right? Like, not a lot of people get a chance to go do this because yeah, of the lottery yeah, yeah. and the way it all works. So, like, when you drop down in there and you finally see him and you see him through the scope, like your heart rate starts going crazy. Like, what, what so are you thinking? Yeah, that that buck fever that they talk it. about. So it starts showing through that's for elk too. So look. Typically, that happens to me still with deer hunting, and I deer hunt a lot. It still happens to me. I still get that, and I start shaking and everything. But I'm sitting in a stand, and I'm watching these deer, and I can look at them through binoculars, look at them with my gun. I didn't, and, and I know that I can go deer hunting again next weekend, no big deal. With this thing, I'm thinking the entire time before this trip for two years, I'm thinking, I, am I even going to be able to hit this thing? Because when I'm... When I'm looking at it through the scope, I'm just going to be shaking so much, and it's going to be 300 yards. Luckily, it was 150. Be 300 yards that I'm just going to be so nervous. I'm just going to be all over the place. I didn't have time. Didn't have time to think about it. Saw his horns. He stepped out. He smelled me, looked at me, pow, just shot. Didn't have time to get nervous. Um, I was calm as can be. And I think just because I didn't have time to think about it. So now you, you shoot him. He's down. Y'all go out there and y'all find them. Um, yep. Now what? How do you get them out? So you you field gut them right there. So basically cut them open and pull all his guts out. Because there's a lot of weight right there. I uh, mean, That's I, the part that Nicole would really be excited about. That was probably, I mean, you're probably talking about over 100 pounds. I mean, you're talking about guts and stomach and stuff, like the size of this table. Wait, you like, pull it out in the woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. leave it there. The coyote's going to eat it. Um, and <laughs> Nicole, then Nicole's like, wait a minute, what the fuck is happening? You guys are lying. So we call if it you've, field dressing. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard somebody say field dress? No. Have you ever seen a? It's a, not apparel. A yeah. a, 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 sa- a cow hanging or a pig hanging is just a. You can see the ribs and the meat and everything. Yeah, That's, but I thought they brought it back to the camp and did all of that. I didn't realize. Why you wanted that at the camp? Well, the reason that they field dress it is because the thing weighs, weighs like four hundred so something much. pounds. So yeah. in order for you to get it out, it just makes sense to yeah. get all the shit that you don't want to keep, all the guts and everything right. that weighs like he said, probably a hundred pounds. Yeah. And now instead of having a four hundred fifty pound animal, yeah, you only have pounds. a three hundred fifty pound yeah. animal to, to lug out. Yeah, because the guy that killed one a day before me was over 700 pounds. God damn. So you were all full of blood? No, I didn't do that. The guy did that. I just held his feet. While yeah, Corey ain't up. broke. <laughs> yeah, that's for poor people. Yeah, that's for poor people. <laughs> but uh, So sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. So the other people that were watching, right, they they now, they saw all this happening. So by the time we finished gutting it, they're, they're coming with their trucks and... Um, they have the like these uh, metal cages in the in, right behind the cab in the bed of the truck. Got a winch on it, and they got a ramp, and they tie it around. Oh, there. they've done this before. Just winch it up in the back. They in like some old Toyota Tacomas, like I'm picturing. Uh, I thought, yeah. yeah, you see, yeah. I'm, like, I'm thinking he's on a four wheel and got to tie uh, that thing up to the uh, back of the four wheel or something. No, nah, you can't lift. But that you up. have to track it down into a certain spot, right? Then you have to drag it somewhere or. Did you drive Drug the truck it into all the back of the truck drive? No, no the, we were in the meadows and stuff. It's all hard ground. It's not like here where everything's soft and muddy and oh, so you just can drove drive straight right up, up, to, up it? to it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Shit, there ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, four wheel drive truck drove straight up to it, winched it inside, brought it to the camp, hung it up, finished doing so it all. You're putting his little antler things in your living room. In at the camp. 
not not in your living room. Not no. Oh. So it's not going to be like a full head or nothing. You just got the antlers. No, you know, if it was if it was bigger, I probably would have gotten a shoulder mount. I would have done the whole head and everything. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a a four by five. If people know anything about elk, they'll know what that is. But I do not. It's not even you know four points on one side, five on the other side. Okay. You got five by five, six by six, seven by seven. This was a four by five. Not great big. But um, after Katrina, I learned a lot about four by fours. Is that yeah. the same or no? no? Yeah, kind of different. They can go through any terrain. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it had been bigger, I'd have done it. And then so so Brenna's like, "Hey, uh, what do you do with the with the horns and everything? I mean, what are you doing with?" It? I said, "I'm skull mounting." And she was like, "What?" I said, "Yeah." She's like, "I was gonna hang it in the living in room, the bedroom." And she was gonna put oh, it in she the was living gonna put room. It in your living room. Stop I said, it. Wait, that's what, what? she said. I said, you know, it would have been nice for you to inform you me of this information yeah. before I went elk hunting. Yeah, it's too late now. I thought for sure she and didn't want that. No she was like, no, right. I thought about it, and I thought it would look cool in the living room, you know, opposite of the TV yeah. fireplace and everything, on that back wall. And I said, well, you know, number one, it was not the – if it had been bigger, I would have done that regardless. Number two, got to communicate. Yep. <laughs> Shit. Well, look, look, here's the thing. I've got a solution for you. We just gotta go back. I was gonna say that, dude. I tell you what. I want to go. I would definitely go back. It was a great experience, and, and the best part about it was the next day or two, waiting for some, waiting for it to be processed and everything, and and um, got them to uh, to do the skull mount and everything for me. We got a whole day or a day and a half before it's gonna be ready. So, like, hey, let's get in a truck and go ride to Colorado, and that's when we went to the brewery. We went hike up to a waterfall. The waterfall was half frozen, so you got water coming down and snow and ice and everything. And we went up to um, through Wolf Creek Pass. It was like 11,000 feet, and it was like ice road truckers, man. It was all frozen and snowed over. You had snow plows on it and everything. It was pretty cool. Nice. So you, you say that you brought it to um, to get it processed. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Do you just drop know. the thing off and tell the guy what kind of stuff you want or yeah, what? so before I got there, I had like a, a price sheet and all that stuff from the processor, the local processor of what you could get done and all that stuff. So it, I already knew what, what I was going to do. And some of the stuff that they like, um, just the steaks and roasts and ground meat and everything, I, I took that back home with me. It was vacuum sealed and ready to go before I left. Like some sausage and stuff, I'm going to have shipped uh, ship back to me. But... I sent like 50 pounds to have sausage and stuff made, and the rest of it came home with me in just steaks, ground meat, and roasts, and it filled up 150 quart ice chest. Slap full. So I'd imagine that stuff's pretty lean, so they're going to have to cut yeah. it with a lot of pork or something. Like, how are you doing your ground meat? The ground meat that they gave me is just pure ground elk. So oh, I will so have to. be very yeah. lean. It's already ground. So, what, what, well, yeah, but what I'll do is um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a chili next week in Farmerville. I bought a pound of pork. I'm gonna get a package, a pack of that, a packet of ground pork, put it together, make it chilly. Yeah. That's, that's I'll do the same thing with hamburgers and that kind of stuff. Okay. And I made uh the the night I got home, I made some. They had so I got some of the back strap. They got it. They is cutting the steaks and bacon wrapped. I made some mm. bacon wrapped back strap steaks when I got home. Tastes like beef. It's a little bit tougher than beef, right? It's more like deer. Um, I mean it's elk, but the taste was phenomenal. Much that's, better. Yeah, so I, yeah, I can't wait awesome. for our next little get-together, young yeah, Zach, know, right? yeah, so we can go and taste some of his elk. That would be pretty fun. Did you keep the liver? No. What about the heart? 
Man, that was what all, about the penis? All of that was in that gut pile. Oh. Well, so I did joke about that. Wait, dude. you cut his dick off? The first thing, the first thing the dude did was was cut cut his cock and balls out. And I was like, hey man, I want them balls and make me some prairie oysters. He's like, whatever you want. He's like, I make it a point to not have balls in my mouth, but if you want them, that's fine. I was like, nah, dude. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But yeah, all that went. You know, I did. I thought about all that stuff, like primitive. Give me the heart. I'm gonna take a bite out. Oh of that no, not raw. Stuff. I mean, oh, no, I'm definitely not, not. do that. No, I've a just lot of people here. eat the heart. I've been reading a lot of stuff about people eating liver and that kind of stuff, and I, it's not my deal. But I was just you know. nah. Well, there's supposed awesome to be trip. like the most nutrient rich organ that you could possibly eat, and I get all that. That's cool and all, but like the liver king, nah, all bro. the stuff that he's doing, yeah, I'll pass. I got the most nutrient rich organ you can eat. <laughs> Oh, yeah. really? That's not what Brenna said. But anyway, how about we move on to the next cerveza? So this is one that I brought. I'm going to throw it in there. Um, this is a smoothie-style sour ale with peaches. Um, wanted to have this one because it's made by 450 North. We've had a 450 North on the podcast before. I don't remember who brought it, but it was phenomenal. I saw this in Colorado. It was $8.50 for one beer, but I was like, I was about to ask. That's a lot. How often are you in Colorado? And That's you hefty. Four fifty. You, you didn't get no marijuana while you were there. There were lots of uh, lots of dispensaries. I did not get any. No. So you got to have your medical card, girl. Not in Colorado. I thought it was oh, recreational. Not uh-huh. in Colorado. I think uh-huh. you can just go. Matter of fact, the liquor store was next door to one. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I it think was. you can. It's like Walmart. You can just go uh-huh. in there. It's legal. So. You just go and get it. I think Here, was, you have to have a medical card. Oh, I think there was I don't a couple. Know. There was a couple more states. That uh, just legalized, legalized it. Yeah. yeah, I think there was four and two passed. Well, I mean, no matter how the legality looks in any other state, it's still illegal you still, here. Still, yeah. <laughs> you still can't pass a drug test out yeah. here at work. So. Work still won't allow. Or me I don't think I'd get on an airplane with it. That's just me. Well, I but, wouldn't yeah. fly with it because no. I feel well, like you. Well, get... you drove, so I mean, different story. But the funny thing when when all this was originally first coming out and Colorado was getting legalized and there was talk that other states were going to be legalized, Dow who is all over the entire world, the world, right? They sent out an email and they said, basically, uh, we don't care what any of the other legalities say or whatever happens. uh, You cannot smoke weed and and work at Dow at the same time. But can you eat it? In one sense, I kind of, no, I kind of get it because obviously, you know, you, you can't operate heavy equipment while you're on this stuff. Right? No, and all we do out there at the plant is operate heavy. I mean, Corey and I don't. Yeah, but you can't operate heavy equipment while drunk either. But you can drink exactly. and still go to work the next. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. Like I, I right. totally expected them to say, regardless if it's legal or not, because alcohol is legal. But you can't drink and right. go to work. Right. You're not going to be able to smoke and go to yeah. work too. So that's. But if I'd have known at. you wanted some, I'd have picked some up for you. All right, Nicole, did you taste this? Why are you shaking your head off the mic? People can't hear the rocks in your head shake. I think she's shell shocked. No, this is good, actually. Really? Yeah. Wait, did you say what style this was? A smoothie? It's a sour. Smoothie style sour Sour, ale. It's not sour like all that other foolish. It is not sour. It's not sour at all. This is good. No. I feel like you could add some like champagne. And it's not too sweet. It kind of tastes like a mimosa. It, it kind of tastes like a mimosa. It's got a little um, fizziness, carbonation. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying that this is really good, but it does remind me of uh, Dope Whip 
and oh, yeah. 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 flambe whip, like that same kind of buttery style. But it's peach eh. ring, slushy XL, smoothie style, sour ale with peaches. It's okay. Not a huge fan, but this is definitely one that I don't mind splitting four ways. I'm definitely not drinking a whole 16 mm-hmm. ounce can. Mm-hmm. Nah. No. Well, that goes for all of these. I wouldn't. And now that you're saying that, I think they're releasing flambe whip this weekend. Yeah, they are. It's the third anniversary for Gila coming up this weekend, which mm-hmm. unfortunately we can't go. We got some other plans that would have right. been pretty cool to go check out. So they have a whole yeah. plethora of beers that they're releasing. I saw that one of them that they're releasing, and I forgot the name of it. It's an IPA. It looks really, really good. Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. That's right. So, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. Go well, ahead. no, I was finish. just going to say it. It looks really good, and I think I remember it from last year. I'm not totally sure. But when I was talking to Ricky Perkins about it, Ricky said, before I can even say anything else, man, this came out last year, and this shit was fire. So I'm going to try to get a four-pack. Ricky is going. I'm going to try to get a four-pack to see if he can bring that home back to us. I'm pretty sure I had it. I'm pretty sure I tasted it before. And they supposedly have some other releases that are going to be coming out in the next couple of days before Saturday. So right. I'm not sure what those are, but we shall see. Yeah, this is pretty peach forward, man. I get a lot, a lot of peach it's on very this. very peachy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's made with peaches. Yeah, millions mm. of peaches. peaches. Peaches for me. Thanks, guys. Well, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going we're gonna to take care of you, darling. Don't you worry. Well, Nicole, uh, we talked yes. about Corey's adventures and it's really cool for us guys. And it's really cool for Corey. It is cool but for Corey. you also had a pretty adventurous weekend. Mm-hmm. Tell us where you went this weekend, girl. The happiest place on earth. Only the happiest place on earth. Look, my wife absolutely freaking loves It's got to be world. a brewery. Which oh, I, one thought was it? It? <laughs> I thought it was total wine. I thought no. it was total wine. It, it wasn't. wasn't. Exactly. No, this is like the See, ultimate the happiest place. The good thing place. about Disney is that they have wine as well. So. They do. It's the happiest freaking place on earth. Yeah, there and, you it's, go. and it's five million dollars a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But we went to we found on Win Dixie and bought my own wine. Don't tell, don't tell Mickey yeah. about that. Nicole got them cheat codes, ball. Yeah, yeah. You were able to smuggle it in. Absolutely. Yep, right uh, in the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. So I did learn a little trick though. One of the little security guys told me a trick because every time I go, I get pulled over to the side to get searched at every park. And, That's um, because they always pull out the pretty ladies. I'm telling you, none of the ugly, none of the ugly ones. They just walk right through. But the pretty girls, they, they come didn't stop out. Allison, Allison's pretty. They didn't huh? stop her. Oh, they didn't stop Allison. Mm-mm. Oh, she probably had that resting bitch face. Maybe That's no. They see, anyway, so the guy, well, the first guy in Animal Kingdom, he saw my little flask of wine, and he's like, "I'm gonna assume that's water." I said, "Well, that's a good assumption." <laughs> he's like, "Well, be careful with your water in the park." I said, "I sure will." <laughs> Well, come to find out, it was my glasses case that was setting off the thing that they kept pulling me to the side. So I took that out, and I never got stopped again. There you go. Yeah. I was like, whoa, look at that. But yeah, we uh, we went to Magic Kingdom in a hurricane, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hurricane the, what? Nicole. Hurricane hey, Nicole. Oh that bitch. Atlanta. I swear. Oh, man. Well, but it was funny because... She caused, she caused some shit for us trying yeah, to so get there. Oh, really? I, last week, I went yeah. to Freeport for work. So I was traveling in Texas, and the plan was to hurry up and get back Tuesday night so that Wednesday I can go to work, get all my final little pieces done, pack all my stuff, and we were going to leave Wednesday night to fly to Orlando. So that way I can go to that golf invitational thing, and Nicole and Ashlyn were going to go to Disney World while, while I was there. 
So I was like, man, it was a perfect situation. Well, as I'm on the way home from Freeport, Nicole calls me and says, we got a problem. So, of course, I'm not on the news. I don't check the weather and everything, so I don't really know what's going Mm -hmm. on. But Hurricane Nicole is about to hit Florida and Orlando. Orlando, And she says that uh, Southwest calls or Southwest sends her a message and says that they're canceling our flights. No, no, no. They made me change the flight. Because we were going to fly out at 920 that night. And so they made me change it to an earlier flight. So I changed it to an earlier flight. Ten minutes later, they cancel it. Because right. Orlando was closing its airport at 4 o'clock. So then we had no flight. Yeah, so I'm like, what the hell are we going to do? Because I sure as hell didn't want to drive. I don't like driving. Like six hours max is the most I really want to drive. And I don't even want to drive six hours. And it's like 10 to 12 hours to get to Disney. So I'm like, what are we going to do? So We fly into Tampa. Well, yeah. I mean, we looked at some other options. I was like, try to see if there's something that's going on that you can that, that we can fly early in the morning since it's going to close at four. Nothing available except they had one where I could fly from New Orleans to Houston and then from Houston to Florida. I said, absolutely not. Because number one, I got to fly with my golf clubs. It was the first time that I've ever flown with my golf clubs before. And when I was doing some research on how is the best way to do all that stuff, man, I found some absolute horror stories where people's clubs just flat out didn't show up at the airport. Uh, A driver is snapped in half because, you know, they don't take care of shit. Mm -hmm. They just throw it all over the creation. People were getting stuff stolen, like drivers and irons and stuff missing out of their golf bag. So I was nervous as shit to put that stuff on an airplane. So the last thing I wanted to do was throw in another wrinkle of having an actual Mm -hmm. stop where they would have to get my stuff off of one plane and put it on another plane. No, not doing that. So then the next option was, well, we can always drive to Orlando. Well, I don't want to do that shit either. So Nicole says, well, what if we rented a car, drive all the way to Orlando, and then we'll just keep our return flight Monday morning and just fly home Monday morning. So I was like, fuck. Like, I don't really want to do that either. I just drove back from Texas. But go ahead and look into it, and we'll see what we can do, and we'll, we'll maybe do that. Well, we just kept on and kept on, and then finally I was like, wait a minute. A long time ago, we drove in, we flew into Tampa and then drove to Orlando. So like, why don't we just do that again? So she went and looked at it, and, of course, that was available. So that worked out perfect. We wound up flying to Tampa, um, got a rental car, we originally were just going to get the rental car to drive from Tampa to Orlando, give that turn that back in, and then the place we were staying had a shuttle so she can shuttle from our hotel to Disney, so that was no issue. But I still needed a way to get to everywhere that I got to go. Well, I talked to uh, the CEO of all the whole TikTok um, um, invitational thing, and he was saying, look, don't worry about it. We'll get you wherever you got to go. Whether I come pick you up or I'll send somebody, they'll come pick you up and they'll bring you to all your places. So I told Nicole I got that option or I can just Uber everywhere I go, which I don't mind spending a little money, extra money on an Uber. While I was thinking about all that, because when I looked at the rental prices, I don't know if y'all ever looked at the price of a rental car right now, but it is freaking preposterous. Just like the price of gas and everything else, it's unbelievably expensive. Well, When we got the car in Tampa, I asked the guy, I was like, hey, man, look, because it was costing me $100 to drive from there to Orlando. 
said, how much is it going to cost if I return this thing back at the Orlando airport on Monday morning? So he starts typing it all up, and it was like 400 and something dollars. So I was like, shit, man, that's a lot of freaking money. But then Nicole says, well, you know, if, if you spend, if you get an Uber there and back each day, and there's $20 here or $30 there, that, you know, that's going to add up after four or five days. It's like, yeah, you know what? I might actually be saving money if I rent this car the whole weekend. So that's what we wound up doing. So $445 later, we, we rented the Jeep for the whole weekend. So, But it actually worked out perfect because after the hurricane came, it kind of ruined our plans a little bit. I don't want to say ruined. It changed them a little. We originally were supposed to go and do like practice rounds and stuff on Thursday. Uh, we were going to Pop Stroke, which was Tiger Woods' golf course, his little putt-putt uh, thing. So we were going to do all that on Thursday, but that all got pushed back because of the, the hurricane. Take a breath. Cool story, bro. You can continue after we crack another beer. All right. Well, let's crack a lies then. So I've looked at stuff like that before with travel plans. And it's like if you pick up a rental car at one airport and you leave it at another, they upcharge the Absolutely. crap out of you. They, they sure do. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but so, they, they hit you hard. Yeah, whenever, um, probably because they have to transport it back. Well, let somebody else drive it. Well, I that's mean, my thing on. is let somebody else rent it and drive it back. Because when I looked at it and I didn't realize it had it returning it back into Tampa, it was like $45. But then when I changed it to Orlando, it immediately jumped up to $90. Yep. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they don't make it easy on you for that kind of stuff. But, I mean, we had no other option at that point. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, like, some of Ashlyn's friends met us, and they actually they had to do the same thing because they were flying on Thursday, like, directly into the hurricane because that's when it was coming across Tampa. They ended up changing their flights flying into Tampa but they Ubered from the air, from Tampa to Orlando. Ooh. I said, how uncomfortable was that car ride? Yeah. <laughs> like you run out of conversation starters with your right. driver quick. Like, we Ubered from the airport to get the car. And like I had nothing to say. I'm just yeah. not that. I don't make conversation. He starts talking to the lady. And I was just like, I'm texting Ashlyn in the back seat. I'm like, daddy's going to talk to anybody, huh? Yeah. Uh, you have <laughs> to. That's what I do. I mean, you have I just, to. It's just kind of awkward. I like talking yeah. to people. But then, and then with an Uber, too, it's like they'll be on their way. And then they can cancel. And then now you're late and you're trying to get another ride. And it's, it's just a whole bunch of stuff. It's always easier to have your own. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, and so I did research on that, too, before we left. And so we actually used Lyft because everybody was saying that Lyft was the best. Uber, was it cost more, and that's what they would do. They would cancel. Like if they saw that it was a trip that it wasn't worth their time, they would cancel. Just like here. You know, you can book an Uber here and they're not going to come to Luling from the airport. But um, right. so we use Lyft and we, we didn't, I think twice I called the Lyft and we didn't have any problems. Nope. All right, Corey, you interrupted my story. Tell me about this, this new beer. Oh, this is a Zoni Mash, which we don't have very many of these, right? Local, even though it's a, a local even beer. Even though it's a local beer, Zoni Mash Beer Project is called Catch and Kill Big Fluffy IPA um, made with Ella, Citra, and Equinot. It's not good. Mm-mm. So I've had fluffy IPAs before. Never this been ain't a fan. Fluffy. This ain't. I don't. This, I've never this been don't a taste fan. Fluffy to me. No, I don't yeah. even know what that means. It's, it's not good. Definitely got a weird hoppy flavor that I'm not a fan of. Um, you know that Zoni Mash you had a brought a while back, Zach. That was, I want to say, uh, what you? God damn it! What you call that? The other style. The why is it drawing a blank? Oh, seltzer. Oh, it was a seltzer. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, that was actually pretty good. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious about Zony Mash, but yeah, not a fan of this one. So my first introduction to them, and I really don't know how they you know came to be, but Zony Mash Sour Beer was like, it was just called Sour Beer. And I was like, my first encounter was Zony Mash and Sour Beer. And it was like this orange looking beer. It was just weird. But uh, so I don't really know them for IPAs, but um, yeah, local, you know, New Orleans brewery. I, I saw a bunch of stuff, thought we'd kind of give them a shot. It's one we haven't really explored a whole lot. So Yeah, and it's another one of those where, hey, look, I'm curious. Yeah. I'll taste them, you know, like pontoon. But So wait, this we'll is see. a New Orleans brewery? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's that at? They are um, in New Orleans. Thalia Street. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. So the the place that you go to to go buy like all the grains like there's a uh, like a brew supply place oh, okay. that you can go to. It's in a really bad neighborhood. Oh, they're like across the street. It's in New Orleans. It's kind of well, yeah. The whole place, <laughs> all the streets the whole are place bad. Kind of, yeah. kind of pretty bad right now. But they bought like an old movie theater, and we have it set up. The way they have it all set up is pretty cool. I've oh. never been inside. Outside looks pretty cool. I'm not really a huge fan of their beer, and I made it a point to get there. Oh, yeah, okay. I've, I've had a good. couple Zoni mashes before, and I don't remember ever having one. And I was like, holy crap, I got to have no. another one. Right. Nope. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, so I was talking about my little Proceed. story. Proceed. Well, there's not really that much left to talk about, but we wound up renting the, the truck for the whole weekend, and it worked out perfect because uh, having an Uber, moving from here to there and everywhere would have just been probably twice as expensive and more of a pain in the ass having to wait for everything. So it was just a, a, a blessing that that wound up happening. But I think I'll get into my whole shebang. We'll do that on the next one, the next episode, uh, because we've been at it for almost an hour now. And um, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about Nicole's experience because I was really glad that they were able to come. Because what wound up happening was I talked to her about being invited to that invitational, and it was going to be in Orlando. So she was like, well, wait a minute. You're going to be in Orlando. What do you think about me and Ashlyn coming to Orlando, but we just go to Disney World? I'm like, yep, yeah, that's fine with you. So it actually worked Best out perfect. Day ever. Yeah. So you had, so it was you and two other moms, mm-hmm. and then Ashlyn and two of her little besties. And then y'all just had a big old girls weekend. Pretty much. Yeah. We would um, wake up in the morning. They had a shuttle from our hotel um, that would bring us to the parks. It wasn't Disney. We were slumming. Um, I'm just going to say that. We was, the hotel you're talking about. Well, the hotel and the, the buses, because like Disney buses drop you off like right at the parks, whereas these buses drop you off where like the Ubers and all that. And like live. the Circle K down the street. Exactly. Like yeah. we were slumming. So you can get a pet. And, and yeah. let me tell you. Virginia so slams in a <laughs> Just a little backstory. <laughs> we are so spoiled. Like I said, say. Nicole's a huge <laughs> Disney fan. We have been to Disney World like 5,000 times. A lot. Every we were two going years. to Disney World every two years for a very long time since Ashton was a little kid. Before and, she was even one. We've and we going. always stay, nothing luxurious, but we'd stay like Pop Century, All Star, some of the more like economy like type value, stuff. Yeah, the value resorts. Uh, because, you know, our thing was why spend all that extra money on a nice hotel when you're only going to be there to shit, shower, and shave? So we've always stayed at those little cheaper ones. So if you want to go back in February, you can. Don't, don't tempt her. I was going to be there. Corey, don't tempt me, no. 
Because I'd be like, Brenna, sign me up. But but yes, all that to say that (laughs) Nicole and Ashlyn are little spoiled brats. We are spoiled brats. Because they they had to do the the B Resort. (laughs) Then they got on a a little... A little you know, stupid shitty shuttle that didn't drop them off in the right places. <laughs> oh, oh my god! In the middle of a hurricane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When what? they still got to go to Disney. Well, look, when we were at Magic Kingdom that Thursday after the storm hit, nobody was there. So we actually rode every single ride in Magic Kingdom within two hours of being there. Like I am not lying. I was like, Ashley, what are we gonna do now? So then we went and rode like Splash Mountain again. Everybody else done evacuated for that hurricane. I know. Yeah, they evacuated. And then here I am, my ears are flying off because I'd get a twenty mile an hour wind <laughs> gust that would come blow my ears off. Literally. And, like for real. And then so we left and went to Epcot and we no, did the he same meant thing. Your real ears. Oh yeah, yeah. But we went to Epcot, did the same thing in Epcot, rode all the rides, and I'm like, Well, let's go to the countries and drink. Well, I drank. She didn't. Well, I did actually give us some sips, some some stuff. But, um, yeah, we had fun. So by the time her friends got there, I was just like, hey, what y'all want to do? We're going to follow along because we've already done Disney. Right. Well, the first day we got there on Wednesday, we had we uh, a little, the, the a little Springs, extra yeah. time. So we went to Disney Springs. So we walking around Disney Springs in, in Hurricane Nicole. <laughs> in a hurricane. But it wasn't even a hurricane. You should have got I mean, a discount. Yeah, it, it was just. Well, no. See, that's the thing. If Disney were to shut everything down, then they would have to give refunds. But if they left some part of the park open and still allowed you the opportunity to go and do your mm-hmm. thing, they can't then they was you. like, hey, we didn't shut down. You had the opportunity to go there. So there was actually a whole lot of people there. And it really wasn't even that bad. It was raining a little bit. And it was kind of sideways because there was more wind than rain. But we just had on our jackets and we would walk from store to store, and it wasn't that big a deal. It was just like here, like if we have a category one here. You yeah. know, we go outside and act the fool, and it's raining sideways. It, I mean, it's whatever. It's windy and rains a little bit, and you move on with your day. That's what it was. So yeah. it wasn't anything. Right. The Weather Channel hypes it up more than, more than yeah. anything. So. I mean, like Daytona got it bad just because they had problems from Ian that, yeah. you know, so they, they had houses falling into the water and stuff. But um, Orlando wasn't bad. We did lose power at the hotel which they didn't even know. I'm like, you know, we lost power last night. Like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, we did. I wanted to know how Tiger Woods pop shot or pop (laughs) culture or whatever. Pop stroke. Pop stroke. How was that? Pop stroke was a lot of fun. Because if you think about miniature golf or putt-putt, whatever you want to call it, is there a difference between miniature golf and putt-putt or are they just two different names? It's just a different name. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Okay. Um, But no, if you think about putt-putt golf, you think I think about going to Biloxi and they got this little putt putt thing that's got turf and you either launch it over a little hill or there's a windmill that you got to make it through the blades or some little whirly bird flying thing that you got to put it around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all like carnival right. type stuff. Right. Not at Pop Stroke. Pop Stroke was almost like if you were to look at an 18 hole course. From an aerial view of a par five, par four. That Why is this light flickering? What light flicker? Do y'all not notice that? No, mm-hmm. you tripping. You had no. too much wine. Pop's tripping, bro. Yeah. It's not flickering? No. Want me to ask for my light back? Anyway. Now that you mention it. It, it, it is, right? Oh, who cares? Eh, maybe. So anyway, if you were to look at some of these from like an aerial view, that's what we were putting on. So when you would go to the uh, quote unquote tee box to... to tee off or putt mm-hmm. 
if you would look all the way down, it looked like like a par four, par five. So there was green, there was sand, like bunkers on the side, and then there would be the hole. And then on the back of the hole, there'd be like this big old mound where if you putted it too far, it would kind of go up the mound and then come back down. And of course, unless you hit it like way too hard, then it would launch into the out-of-bounds world. But you were basically putting through a fairway onto a green is kind of what it looked like. And it was real putting. So it was almost like putt-putt for So it wasn't golfers. artificial turf that you were putting No, on? it was. Oh, it was. Okay. It was. It was artificial turf. So it was like, but it was kind of groomed, short. So it was true to putt. And then when you were in the sand, it was kind of furrier. So it didn't roll oh, as okay. good in the, yeah. in the sand. So it was very interesting. It was nothing like you had ever done before for any other putt-putts. It was just putting through, you know, almost like the fairway into the, the green. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So. Y'all didn't get to do drive shack? We did do drive oh, you shack. Did? Yep. Yeah, and I'll get into all that. Just I think, like Top Golf, pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot like Top Golf. But I'll get into all the details. I think we're going to save that for the next episode. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely a lot of fun for that weekend. So, you know. Too much for one podcast. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll save it that way because we'll do another podcast later. That way we can put out another episode and not have to wait another two or three weeks. So we got some more stuff to talk about. And we can do it so we don't have to get other guests on because I can get y'all over here at any time. And we got plenty of beer left. And we got plenty of beer. Lord. But Let's in the meantime, one that tastes good. Yeah, thank y'all for coming on. I definitely appreciate it like always. And until next time, say hi to your mom and them coming. Mm-hmm.